Hey guys, this is Nila and welcome to Greek Mythology with Nila. This is the podcast where I, Nila, crazy lover of Greek Mythology, tell you more about it. In today's episode, we will learn more about Demeter, the goddess of agriculture. In the last episode, we learned about Demeter. Uh, and today, I'm going to reveal the story to when, you know, Demeter, uh, you know, um, she fell in love with a human prince named some guy. Then, let's get into today's episode. In the last episode, I had left a, you know, snide comment about, uh, at this point, you'd think Demeter would have sworn off these gross, disgusting men forever and joined Hazita in the permanently single club. But strangely... A couple of months later, she fell in love with a human prince named Aeson. It just shows you how far humans can, had come since Prometheus had given them fire. Now they could speak and write. They could brush their teeth and comb their hair. They wore clothes and occasionally took baths. Some of them were even handsome enough to flirt with goddesses. This dude, Aeson, was a hero of Crete. He was handsome and well-mannered, and we always looked out for his local farmers, which was a sure way to Demeter's heart. One day, Aeson was out inspecting some newly ploughed fields when Demeter happened by in the disguise of a mortal maiden. They started talking, Oh, I love wheat. Me too. Wheat is the best, or something like that, and they fell in love. They met in the fields several more times. For a few weeks, Demeter was head over heels in love. Of course, something had to go wrong. The next time Demeter visited the fields, Zeus happened to be watching from Mount Olympus. He saw Demeter getting cozy with this mortal guy, hugging and kissing and talking about wheat. And Zeus, guess what, got insanely jealous. Completely unfair, right? Zeus and Demeter weren't even together. Still, when Zeus saw her mortal hero making time with his girl, he blew his top. The nice thing about getting mad at mortals is that they are mortal, which means you can kill them. Demeter was giving Aeson a big kiss when the sky rumbled. The clouds tore open and lightning flashed. Gerzak! Suddenly, Demeter was alone in the wheat field, her clothes smouldering. A pile of hero ashes lay at her feet. She wailed and screamed curses at Zeus, but there was nothing she could do. She sulked off to her private chamber on Mount Olympus and stayed there for months. When she finally came out, she she was holding the last child she would ever bear, a boy named Plutos. You didn't hear much about Plutos in the old myths earlier because he became a minor god of agricultural wealth. He wandered around Greece, looking for successful farmers and rewarding them for their hard work with bags of cash. Like that is the old MacDonald price patrol. On this point, Demeter decided that enough was enough. She still had the occasional date, but she never got married, never had another kid, and her relationships with the main gods were always strained. Her experiences kind of scored that sweet personality of hers. You might not think a grain goddess could be scary, but damn, you should have seen to what she did to this one dude, Erisekton. I know, right? Stupidest name ever. I think it's pronounced Erisekton, but heck, I'm just guessing. Anyway, this guy was a local prince who thought he was the coolest thing since bronze. 
He wanted to build himself a huge mansion with lumber from the nearby forest. The problem? The biggest and the nicest trees, the only ones he thought were good enough for his mansion, were in a grove that was sacred to Demeter. These massive oaks and poplars soared over a hundred feet tall and each one had a nature spirit, a dryad watching over it. The dryads would dance around, singing songs about Demeter and making flower necklaces or whatever dryads do in their spare time. Everybody in the whole country knew the grove was sacred to Demeter, but Eric, whatever his name was, he didn't care. You know, I think I'll just call him Eric, cause the name is, I mean, uh, the name is Ericistan and it is too difficult. So. Eric got like 50 of his biggest, strongest friends together and gave them sharp wrong axes and they headed off to the grove. As soon as the dryads saw them coming, they shrieked an alarm and called on Demeter to protect them. They must have had the goddess on speed dial because she was there in a flash. Demeter took the form of a human maiden and appeared in the road right in front of Eric and his army of axe-wielding goons. Oh my, she said. Such strong men! Where are you going? Out of my way, girl, Eric grumbled. We have some chopping to do. But why are you attacking these poor defenseless trees? I need the lumber, Eric bellowed. I'm going to make the greatest mansion in the world. His friends cheered and waved their axes menacingly. You should choose other trees, Demeter said, trying to keep her cool. This grove is sacred to Demeter. Bah, Eric said. These are the tallest trees in the land. I need tall trees for my great hall. My friends and I intend to feast there every night. We will have excellent feasts. I will be famous throughout Greece. His friends shouted, yum, and made lip-smacking noises. But this is the home to many innocent dryads, Demeter persisted. If the dryads try to stop me, I will cut them down too, Eric said. Demeter clenched her jaw. And if Demeter tries to stop you? Eric laughed. <laughs> Let her try. I'm not afraid of some silly crap goddess. Now stand aside or I'll chop you off as well, girl. He shouldered the goddess aside and marched towards the largest tree, a huge white poplar. As he swung his axe, a blast of hot wind knocked him on his buck. But Demeter grew to a massive height towering above the trees like Grainzilla in her green and black robes, her crown of gone leaves streaming in her golden hair, her scythe blade casting shadows across the entire group of mortals. So, the giant Demeter boomed. You are not afraid? Eric's fifty goons dropped their axes and ran screaming like little guns. Eric tried to rise, but his knees were jelly. I, uh, I just, uh... You wanted to be famous for feasting, Demeter wrote, and you will feast Erishaitan every night, a great feast as you intended. I am the goddess of harvest, the mistress of all nourishment. You will eat and eat for the rest of your days, but your hunger will never be satisfied. Demeter disappeared in a flash of emerald light. Poor Eric ran away whimpering and swearing to the gods that he would never ever touch that sacred grove. It didn't matter. That night, when he had finished his dinner, he was just as hungry as when he started. 
He ate a second dinner, then a third, but he felt no better. He drank like a gallon of water, but he couldn't quench his thirst. Within a few days, the hunger and thirst became unbearable. He only got relief when he slept, and even then he dreamed about food. When he woke up, he was starving again. Eric was a rich man, but within few weeks, he had sold most of his possessions just to buy food. He ate constantly, all day, every day. Nothing helped. Eventually, he lost everything he owned. His friends abandoned him. He got so desperate, he even tried to sell his own daughter into slavery to get money for food. Fortunately, Demeter wasn't cruel enough to let that happen. The daughter pleaded for someone to rescue her and Poseidon came to her aid. Maybe he figured he owed Demeter a favor for the horse-cuddling incident. Or maybe he just didn't mind helping out the pretty mortal girl. Anyway, he took the girl in his protection and made her a housekeeper in his underwater palace. As for Eric, he wasted away and died in agony. Happy ending! Word got around. The mortals decided that maybe they should take Demeter seriously. Anybody who controls food can bless you or they can curse you very, very badly. After that, Demeter had figured that she'd gotten her anger out of her system. She decided to relax and enjoy life. And the thing that brought her the most happiness was her eldest daughter, Peresferon. Oh, sure, she loved her other kids, but Peresferon was her favorite. I'm done with drama, Demeter told herself. I'm just going to kick back and enjoy spending time with my wonderful daughter. And you can probably guess, that didn't work out so well. Oh, guys, we finally finished the Demeter part. In the next episode, we are going to learn about Persephone, the eldest daughter of Demeter and the favorite one as well. So well then, I hope you liked today's episode. You can find me on Instagram at Nila Knight. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Akas, Habhopa Studio, Amazon Music and Breaker. Please rate and review to your friends and family. It helps me a lot. You can message me on Instagram. And I'm sorry I sent you a wrong website link last time, but the new one is greekmythologywithnile.hubhopper.com. You may even message me on my mail, greekmythologywithnile at the gmail.com. Thanks, I love you all and bye.